Thank God I'm saved. Aren't you thankful you're saved today? Hallelujah. Well, you know, we've been sharing on the blessing, and there's something I want to show you. You know, I've been throwing out gum. Well, somebody said they're going to bless me, but they gave me, instead of five sticks, they gave me 15 sticks. So I got triple blessed. Amen. I didn't even know they made this. Hallelujah. So I got my gum. Now, now don't y'all envy it. They got it at Walmart. <laughs> but uh, this blessed me, and I receive it in Jesus' name. How many are blessed? Yes. How many are a blessing? You're blessed to bless. We're studying the Word of God that you receive the blessing of the Lord and it makes rich. We studied now for two weeks and you get the tapes to catch up and we want to bring this to a certain area where that you are a blessing and that we overcome evil, any type of evil. We overcome the curse or any type of wrong or bad. We overcome it with the good. We overcome the curse with the blessing. Amen. And I want, you, I want to give you a few scriptures before we get to our main point today. I want you to look with me in Genesis chapter 12, where it started for you and I, where God had it all planned. He wanted to write it out so we could get a vision, because He wants us to have a vision and understanding about how blessed we are, no matter what circumstances can say. Remember last week we saw how circumstances, that the blessing goes into circumstances and chains them. It says in Genesis chapter 1, I mean, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you will be a blessing. And you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse all those who curse you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I love the original Hebrew that says it this way. Instead of I will, it says let me make, let me bless, and let me make thy name great. Receive that right now in the name of Jesus. God is saying to you, let me bless you. Let me crown you with success. Let me bless you. How many of you received that this morning? Amen. Let me. God is looking for the opportunity. And He shows in His Word that He wants the opportunity that you understand you are blessed so that you can be a blessing. Amen. And we saw the blessing talks about something that comes upon you and that you are a reservoir and a channel for the blessing to flow through you. Now, I just want to read this to you. Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 and 2. This is the message translation. It says, If you listen obediently to the voice of God... Your God. And heartily obey all His commands that I command you today. God, your God, will place you on high above all the blessings. And all these blessings will come down on you and spread out just beyond you. Because you have responded to the voice of the Lord your God. How many responders do we have today? Listen. I'm starting off with you being a responder. So you can see in the New Testament, if you're a responder, then you become a receiver. And God wants you to learn to respond to His voice and to His Word so that you can end up becoming a receiver of the Word of God. So that circumstances start responding to the Word of God coming out of your heart, out of your mouth to cause things to change. You're blessed. You're different. You're free. And the circumstances have to submit to you because of whose you are. And He has commanded His blessings. He says even the nations are going to recognize that you are blessed. Now look with me in chapter 17. I just want to read some scriptures to you as we get to where we got to go this morning. And 
We'll get there. Genesis chapter 17, verse 15. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. Now look at verse 16. And I will heal her? No. I will what? Say it again. I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her. In other words, I will bless her again. And she shall be a mother of nations, kings of peoples shall be from her. I want to tell you something. What Sarah, she couldn't get pregnant when she was 16 and 18. Now she's 70-something years old. She's past the time of conception. She's gone through menopause. There's no way in the natural that she could ever conceive and give birth. And God says, I'm going to use that which seems impossible. And I'm going to take the impossible and cause you to start laughing at the incredibility that God's power has for behalf of you. Don't ever say it's over our past time when God is for you. Who and what can be against you? And I want you to see, according to the Word of God, that God says, I'm going to bless you. In other words, it's not a healing that you need. It's a reversal of the curse because barrenness is under the curse. And so God was saying here, the blessing is going to reverse the curse. I'm not going to heal her body. I'm going to call her blessed. How many of you know what some people need when we get in healing lines? You may not need a healing. You may need a curse broken off of you. My mother, and I've told the story before, my mother used to get these rashes. They used to cover her arm real ugly. Stuff would ooze out of these rashes on her arm. And she was go through one prayer line after another, confessing the healing scriptures, believing God for her healing. But this rash would just continue to come and manifest on her arm. I was in sixth, seventh grade. I remember it real clearly. Then one day my dad took her to church on, on a Tuesday when this rash was real bad and went before the elders there that were in the, altar, at, at the church on staff. And they anointed her. And the Lord revealed to one of them through a word of knowledge that it was a curse from three generations back. There's a lot of Indian in my heritage and so forth and so on on my mother's side. And so they broke that curse. And I'm not kidding you for everybody. That big rash that was on her arm fell off all of it, fell off of her arm onto the carpet. The rash was gone, her arm was clear, and she never had it again. It wasn't a healing that she needed, she needed the curse broken. And God is saying, I'm going to reverse the curse, I'm going to break the curse off of your wife, even off of her name as barren. I'm going to bless her with a name, and then I'm going to bless her, and then I'm going to bless her again. First, I'm going to bless her as a natural mother, and then I'm going to bless her as a spiritual mother. Say that with me, ladies. Natural mother... The spiritual mother. You may say, oh, I've done, I've already done that. You're not through yet. God is raising up a company of women around the world who are about ready to move in such a special way with the anointing of God that is going to become spiritual mothers who are going to be able to speak in, in other ladies' lives. There is so many ladies and girls who have gone through so many things that is so hard and so traumatizing that God is raising up spiritual mothers who are going to be able to go and speak into their lives and cause the yokes and the curse to be broken off of their life so that we have a generation of not only children that are free, youth that are free, but a men, women, husband and wives and grandparents who are free. And God is raising up that 
type of generation. You are no more, my sister calls Sarai. You are Sarah. You are a daughter of a Most High God to be a natural and a spiritual mother. You are a great mother. You are an anointed mother. You are a gifted mother, both natural and spiritual. And God is going to use you to break the chains and cause the eyes to see in their lives what they haven't seen before. Do you receive that this morning, ladies, in Jesus' name? Receive. Come on, give the Lord praise for it. I will bless her and bless her again. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8, I'm not going to teach on this, but I want to just share this while I'm touching on it. In Deuteronomy 28, verse 8, it says, The Lord will command. Shout out command. command. Shout out command. command. Shout out command. 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 Woo! He shall command the blessing on you in your storehouses, in all that you set your hand, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord has given you. Do you hear all the blessings there? He will command His blessing. The Living Bible says He will guarantee, and the message says He will order His blessing. Now let me give this to you quickly, that you can write this down. There, I'll just give you six areas of the blessing that God speaks in these verses. In verses uh, 3 uh, through 8. I want you to write this down. He speaks of, He will bless you with success. He will bless you with success. Say, I receive that. I receive that. He will bless you with health. Somebody say, I receive that. He will bless you with reproduction. Some people don't know what to do with that one. But your grandchildren and great-grandchildren, amen? He will bless you with prosperity. Ah, I receive that. Verse 8, he says he will bless you with victory. Somebody shout victory. I receive that. Then he says he will bless you with favor. I receive the favor of the Lord. Now, there's nine topics of the curse, and I want you to write these down. And, and you can read these in verses 14 through uh, 41. And I, and I want you to hear this so that you can identify any area that needs to be broken. And I just pray, and just praise God that He commands His blessing upon you so that you're not seeing the manifestation of the curse, but the manifestation of the blessing. The curses are, He speaks, humiliation. Humiliation. Things not working out. When he said the blessing is things working out. Barrenness and unfruitfulness. That's not from God. It's under the curse. In verses 28, 34, in verses 20, he speaks of mental and emotional sickness. Mental and emotional breakdown. And all this could just be rolled out. It, and, and you'll be getting a teaching on this real soon. But it's emotional and mental breakdown is under the curse. Verse 41, family breakdown. Verse 41, family breakdown. You know what's interesting about verse 41? It says, you'll bear children, but you will not raise them, for they will be led into captivity. Now I want to share something with you. That's not only a lot of times we see the family breakdown and we see the situation with stepchildren. But there's also the situation where you will build your ch- bear children, but they, you will not raise them, for they will be taken through drugs, through perverted sex, through sexual abuse. They will be taken captive, and you will not raise them, 
The lifestyle of drugs will raise them. But that is under the curse, and we have redeemed, been redeemed by the blood. And I just praise God that our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren are not under the curse, but under the blessing in the name of Jesus. And we will raise our children and see our grandchildren and great-grandchildren raised. And they will not be led into captivity of pornography or lust, or perversion, or, or, or drugs, or alcohol, or sex. They will not be involved in drunken driving, or drunken drivers, but they shall, and they shall not be led in captivity of the enemy, or any of the cohorts of hell, but they shall walk in the total freedom, in the blood, and through the name of Jesus Christ. Now, if you claim that, just say right now, God, I command your blessing upon my children, and my children's children, and my children's children, in the name of Jesus and let that curse of broken relationships and friendships and family let the curse of divorce that has gone on in my family for years or in my life be broken today today mental anguish mental problems depression despair be broken bipolar be broken by the power of Jesus' name. You hear me, church? Poverty is under the curse. Defeat. Now, what's interesting about defeat, listen now. It says groping in the darkness. In other words, accidents, accident prone, always reoccurring accidents is under the groping of the darkness, which is under the curse but be free today in Jesus' name. Don't go around saying, well, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. Why does it have to happen to you? You are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. Why if, why does, if the sickness is going around, it has to happen to you? Why does, if anybody's going to get it, it's going to happen to me? Why is it that if anybody's going to fail, it has to be you? Why is it if anybody's least likely to succeed or have a divorce or end up in court, it has to be you? Why can't it be you that's the head and not the tail? Why can't it be you who's above and not beneath? Why can't it be you who is prosperous and healthy and blessed? Why can't it be you that has a good memory and is blessed in all that they do? Why can't it be you that have wonderful, healthy kids? Why can't it be you that have and live out the dreams of their life? Why can it not be you? He command these blessings upon you. Then it, oppression, failure, disfavor, and untimely deaths. All of these are written under the curse and they do not belong to you. And God is speaking to you today to start continue speaking the blessing over those areas that you have seen in your life. Because I have given the devil and hell notice. That even though my parents died at a young age, I will live into an old age. And I will be able to bless my children, my grandchildren, and my great-grandchildren. And what killed them will not kill me. And you say, how can you say that? Because I stand upon the Word of God and He has commanded His blessings on me. And that which has been in the bloodline. When you go to the doctor, the doctor says, has cancer been in your bloodline? What did your mama die of? What did your daddy die of? Is this in the bloodline? I see your record here. And so since it's been in the bloodline, it's probably going to happen to you. So we need to watch this. Well, hallelujah. I've got something to watch. 
I've got something to watch. He says He sent His Word and healed you. It says that He is your Redeemer, your Comforter, and your Friend. He is the Lord that meets all of your needs. So I've got something to read. Is the bloodline of the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the resurrection and the life. It's the bloodline of He that was dead but and now alive. It's the bloodline of the Creator of the stars and the universe. It's the bloodline of He who spoke things into existence, blessed it and did not curse it, and it existed and worked just like He said. That's the bloodline that you and I have through Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, going back to Genesis, chapter 21. Genesis 21, verse 5. Now, Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Look, Jimmy, say it's never too late. But not for that, okay? <laughs> for your dream. And Sarah said, now take this down, get ready. God has made me laugh. Come on, come on you, whoever you are. You've lost your laugh because of all the wrong and evil that's been done. And the things that haven't come to pass yet. But here's a hundred year old man testifying. And laughing. And Sarah laughing. The child's eight years old and has been circumcised. Eight days. Then it goes on though later on and it says, look at this. Therefore she said to Abraham, and it goes on to say that uh, all who hear will laugh with me. And she also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse? Nurse children. How I many know she had more than one later on? Nurse children, for I have borne him a son in his old age. So the child grew and was weaned. Listen. I don't try, I don't want to be crude right now, but when my wife and I worked with the Mayan Indians back in 82 to 84, one of the first rules I had to make for my church was the Mayan ladies had to wear their shirts to church because all they would wear is a skirt. They had no shoes and no shirts. And they would breastfeed dogs and pigs and babies and uh, I made a rule that they had to wear shirts to church because if they could wear them to town, they could wear them in God's house. Plus, I didn't want to see that while I was preaching. <laughs> I didn't want them sitting there and some pig come jump on their lap. I didn't want to. But that was just the culture and that's how they were. But I don't want to be crude, but I, I, I've seen some grandmas in the church that would come and there was no life. For her to nurse with. There was nothing. I won't go into any more detail. But. Here's Sarah. Up in age. Her womb wasn't only dead. But her breasts. Were dead. And she didn't only give birth. She gave life. And sustained. That which God promised. And then she did it again. And she did it again. Don't you ever quit or give hope because something is beyond working. 
Because he takes the broken and he mends it and causes it to work again, but not only work, but reproduce. So what was broken, he fixed it. What was broken in you, he fixes. So you can reproduce the healing and the blessing that's broken in somebody else. Reproduction. Ooh, somebody's getting this. She says, I can't help but laugh. God is telling some of you, you're going to be laughing at what's making you crying because those that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Bible says in the book of Psalms to rejoice at the God Almighty because it says that He will cause the barren to sing. It says in the book of Isaiah, it says, Sing, O barren, that did, did not uh, bear. And it goes on to list all the troubles and forsaken and problems. But he says, Rejoice, because you that did not bear, you are about to bear the dream and you're about to see the hand of God, even in the times of the impossible. The blessing of God makes rich. It makes rich. Now look with me. I want to read this because we're going to get there in a minute. It says in verse 9, Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, who she had borne to Abraham, scoffing. Now I'm going to make some points here in a minute to drive this home. Therefore she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman. How many of you never want to cross a woman who's been through menopause, carried a child nine months, had to wean that child for a few years. You don't ever want to cross her. She says, get that woman and that boy out of here. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be an heir with my son, namely Isaac. Now I want you to go with me to chapter 26, verse 2. Now it says, it says before this that Abraham gave all he had to Isaac. But gave gifts to the bond, sons of the bondwoman, but gave gifts. It says here, and the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt and live in the land which I tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you, and what? Bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give these lands. And he tells all the promises, and he goes on to say, And in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. And it says in verse 12, there was a famine, of course. It was a hard time, times of tears, and he's going to turn to joy. It says, then Isaac sold in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Everybody say a hundredfold. And it says, and the Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Now listen to this. According to what they say, every stalk of corn grows mostly four years. There's about 700 kernels on one ear, on a cob. And four ears of corn, 700 kernels per cob, means 2,800 kernels per stalk. But if you double that to where a hundredfold means eight ears on one stalk, turns into 5,600 kernels per stalk. And he reaped a hundredfold that year. Now, how many of the blessing of the Lord can take what you have and double it? Can I hear an amen? amen. You've got to believe it. 
He's the miraculous. He's the one who takes bread and fishes and feeds and multiplies it and gives it to the multitude. That's the blessing of the Lord. Malachi 3.11 says, Bring your full tithe to the temple. Treasure so there will be ample provisions in my temple. Test me in this. See if I do not open up heaven itself and pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. How many could use some blessings like that? Amen. Now verse 28 says, Here comes the enemy. And they said, We have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. You see, they wanted to give him all kind of trouble. But then here they come confessing. We've seen the Lord is with you. You know what they saw? We see what was on your father is on you. We see that what is on your father is on you. We see what was on Abraham is on you. So we said, let us now make an oath or covenant between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you that you do us no harm since we have not touched you. And since we have done nothing to you but good and have sent you away in peace, you are now the blessed of the Lord. I want to speak that over you right now. You are now the blessed of the Lord. No matter how many enemies or how many things have risen up against you, I decree according to the word of God, you are now the blessed of the Lord. You receive that. Now, let, let's go on uh, so I can try to get past here. Look at, look at chapter 30 of Genesis. Chapter 30, verse 27. Now, how many of you know Jacob was sent away? Because how many know Jacob was a Kanai? That's French on Kanai. He was Kuyon. He was loco. He was crazy. And Jacob received the blessing. And Laban said to him, after he was sent away and everything, Laban said, please stay if I have found favor in your eyes. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Even though he went through all this different stuff. Let, let me throw something in here. You may be wondering, why am I at the job I'm at? Why am, at, why am I encircled by the friends or the family that I am? Why am I going through what I'm going through? Well, listen to this. Jacob cheated his older brother out of the blessing. He was a conniver and he was a thief and a robber. But God knew how to prepare him to become prepared to be an heir of the inheritance. He sent him to somebody more of a conniver and a robber than he was. Because God wants to build character in the lives of those who's about ready to receive the double portion blessing. And you wonder, why am I around this? Well, maybe it's because there's a little bit of you that you need to see in someone else. And there's somebody who's a lot more trickier than you are. There's somebody else who know how to do a lot more deceivable, lie a lot better, still a lot better than you do. And what you thought you could get away with, God is sending you to that person or around those people so that you're in that situation to where you know, I better change so I don't end up like him. Hmm. How many know it goes on to talk in chapter 39 about Joseph? That he was in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar said, I see that because of you, that the hand of the Lord is upon you. And that you are blessed. In verse chapter 39, verse 2 through 5, the Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served the home of the Egyptian master. And Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. And it goes on to say that, verse 5, from that day, Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and the prosperity and the Lord began to bless Potiphar's house for Joseph's sake. I love this in the Living Bible. It says, and all his household affairs ran smoothly. 
How many received that in the name of Jesus? It ran smoothly. Now listen, one thing I want to tell you before we go into uh, the, the, the ending of this today is that when Jacob snuck in there and got the blessing from his, da- his daddy Isaac, Esau came in and says, but cannot you bless me too? He says, what I have blessed is blessed. In other words, the blessing sticks. And even though Jacob was a mess and he still went around doing a lot of a mess, the blessing still stuck. And you may say today, I hear this message, but I have lost all hope of the blessing being on me. The blessing of the Lord is on you. Repent and be restored. And obey the voice of the Lord so that all He will command His blessing on you and the blessing will stick. Recession cannot unstick the blessing of the Lord. Curse and vexes of witches in voodoo cannot undo the blessing of the Lord. When you stand upon the Word of God and you believe the Word of God, there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper and bring down the blessing of the Lord when you stand obedient to hear His voice. Now, quickly, let us get to this so we can finish. In Galatians 39. Galatians 3. I wish Paul was that long-winded, but Galatians chapter 3. I want you to see this. Galatians chapter 3. What is this to do with me? How can I receive this? How do I know this is mine? Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. You there? Look at this now. Just as. Say that with me. Just as. Just as Abraham believed God. Do you believe God today? And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Verse 7, therefore know that only those who are of faith, how many are of faith today? Are sons of who? Sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeth that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Watch this now. God preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, And you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. How many are blessed today? Are you blessed? Say, I'm blessed. What God gave Abraham, He gives to me. Now, you know, verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having became a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Look at verse 14. That, say that, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, do you receive that? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither is there slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Say, that's me. That's you, hallelujah. Now, look at me, chapter 4. Look at me in chapter 4. 
Verse 28. I want you to see this and I want you to underline this. Read this with me. This is the King James. Say this with me. Now we, brethren. Say, now we. Say it again. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. Say it again. Now we are children of the promise. Now we, as Isaac was, are children of the promise. Now we, as Isaac was, are children of the promise. Now we, as Isaac was, are children of the promise. Isaac is laughter. He received all that it says that Abraham gave all to Isaac and blessed him. Here is saying, and we as Isaac are blessed with all that Abraham blessed Isaac with, he is blessed you with. Haven't we read this a number of times? Now look at this. you got to rise up as an heir and see this. Amen. All this has been, all this is for you. You know, how many of you have seen that poor little thing in Jesus' name, God save her, this girl on TV, Paris Hilton? That little spoiled brat. That all she had to do was be born. And the minute they woke her up as a baby, there was millions already waiting for her. You can tell she didn't do nothing to earn it. She just inherited it. Well, when you accepted Christ, those that are faith receives the blessings of Abraham. When you cried out, Abba, Father, you became a son and daughter of the Most High God as Isaac is, so are we. Now we as Isaac are. you got to get that in your heart. There's famine. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was in the famine, receive a hundredfold. Being enemies coming against you, as Isaac was, so am I. Come on, you've got to meditate on that. It's here in the Word. You've got to read it. There it is. To get in your heart so that you can be a blessing to the nations. Now look at verse 29. But as he who was born according to the flesh... Then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit. Even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the Scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. What is this saying? You know, they say right now, and it is so somewhat true, it is true that there is a battle in the Middle East because of Ishmael. But let me tell you something. Whenever you start dealing with the spirit of religion and bondage, you are dealing with Ishmael. And Abraham had to kick Ishmael and the bondwoman out because they were mocking the free woman and her son. And whenever you find a spirit of religion, they will say, I don't see how people who dress like those people can go to heaven. You've got to dress this way and that way. Well, even a little bit of bondage is a little 
bit is all bondage. You're either of the free or you're of the bound. And God said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And those who are of the bond woman will always make fun of the free. So the battle in the airways is not over Israel and Arabia alone. It is over a denomination, over another denomination, over one belief to another belief. And when you start accepting the bondages of a preacher, or you start accepting the bondages of a word, you become a bound son, born of a bound womb, and you cannot walk in the freedom with Christ has come to set you free. You have not been born for bondage. You have been born for freedom. And the freedom does not come through your righteousness or your self-righteousness or your works. Your freedom comes by accepting Christ and what He did. Because what you do can never accomplish what He already did. You notice the bond son who is born by the bond woman usually likes hard preaching. Oh, he's a fire and brimstone preacher. Preach it, preacher. Preach hell hot. Preach that woman got makeup on. She's going to hell and the demons are going to torment her. They love that hard preaching. You know what the bond woman's son says? Beat me. I just love to be beaten. I was raised in an atmosphere of being beat. And I've lived a life that wasn't any good. So just beat me. I deserve to be beaten. I can't receive the word of grace. I cannot receive the word of love. I cannot receive complete forgiveness. Beat me up and tell me what I've got to do to make God like me. Because there's nothing I believe God can find that He likes in me. Or that He can love in me. Unless I can win His approval. And God is saying, you are born of the free woman. You are born of the woman that gave birth to life that doesn't come from the seed of man but the seed of God Jesus Christ himself and there is nothing you could ever do to win the approval of God you accept Christ the approval is in Christ and when you are in Christ you are accepted by God therefore you are approved by God and the blood of his son cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness you hear me church Sarah had to kick out the bondage because the bondage cannot co-inherit the inheritance of the kingdom of God. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It's quiet in here this morning. But did you read this? Cast out the bondage and walk free. Now, look at verse 1 of Galatians 4. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child or he's immature, is not different than from a slave, though he is master of all. But he is under guardians and stewards. In other words, a free person, listen now, a free person doesn't know how free he is 
till he gets under the word and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. A baby in Christ can be pulled in so many directions. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense too. But you are born free, but you've got to be under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father, until you mature. Even so, look at verse 3, even so, we were children. We were in bondage under the elements of the world. But verse 4, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent forth His Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Daddy, Father. Verse 7, Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. Come on, shout amen. Amen. Now, I can't get into the definition of heir, but boy, God's your partner. And all he's got is yours. But look at verse 21. Two covenants. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons. Now listen to this. The one by a bond woman. The bond woman. Legalism. Abraham would say, Hagar, you're sleeping with me tonight. No love, no relationship. Just bondage through slavery. No love, no relationship. I own you, so you do what I say. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a bondwoman out of obedience and slavery, the other by a free woman, marriage, love, relationship. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman Through promise, which things are symbolic, for these are the two covenants. Now listen to this. Ishmael, he's the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. Verse 25. For this, Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. Verse 26. But Jerusalem, the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who did not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Then it goes on to say, Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of the promise. Did you hear that? Hagar had to be kicked out because it was a sign and a symbol that we have been freed from Mount Calvary and are separated 
from Hagar, the bondwoman, and slavery of Mount Sinai. Well, this is the law. Well, this is what Christ says. If you don't do this and that and the other, you're going to hell. I hear Mount Sinai there. I hear bondage. I've been around Mount Calvary so much that I'm engaged to the Master. And He loves me. And He's with me because He wants to be with me. And He loves me because He wants to love me. And He desires me because He wants to desire me. And He approves of me because He approves of me. And I don't have to do nothing to win that. Because when I accepted Christ... I became one with Him and His Spirit came in me that I may cry out, Daddy, Father, even as Christ, God, so loved Christ, even so God loves you. The blessings of Abraham is not only the material, it's the spiritual heritage that we are born to be free. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And never again to be subject to bondage. That's why it says there in Galatians 5.1, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has set you free, that you return not again to the yoke of bondage. Or in other words, don't be going back to Mount Sinai or don't be going back to Hagar. Hagar is not your mother. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord God Almighty, through the representation of Sarah, the church is your mother, that you were birthed to live a life that was free and is free in Christ Jesus to receive the blessings and the glory and and the power and the anointing. And it doesn't come by any type of having to work and work things up. It comes by receiving. Now listen to this. Mark eleven twenty four. Anything you ask the Father in my name, you, sh- you shall receive it. Now listen to this. If you cannot get a hold that you've received salvation according to Romans 10, 9 and 10 through believing your heart and confessing with your mouth, you are saved. If you have a hard time receiving salvation, then you have a hard time receiving everything else that comes freely from Calvary. You have trouble receiving healing. I'm just, I'm just grateful I'm saved. God don't have to heal me. He says, come on, talk like a free son. God, all, you, all I want to do is live in heaven. You don't have to bless me here with nothing. He's saying, oh, you're living too long around Mount Sinai. Get back to Calvary where salvation means zozo, which means prosperity, blessing, peace, and everything. Come on, are you getting this? We have to learn to receive, but unless we have the mindset of the freedom of Abraham, it's hard for us to receive. Listen, isn't it something that Jesus, when He was ascending... He stretched his hands out. The last thing Jesus did on earth, he blessed them. And as he was going up, his hands stayed out and he blessed them. And he said, wait in Jerusalem, Acts 1.8. Wait, tarry unto Jerusalem until you shall receive. Somebody shout out receive. Receive. Receive 
power. Let me tell you, there's a big emphasis on power. But I want to tell you what the big emphasis is on the word receive. Because if we don't believe we're, we are free to receive the Godhead inside of us corporately, if we don't believe we're received to rec- we are free to receive all that God has promised us, then we'll have trouble receiving the baptism and the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with new tongues. We'll have trouble receiving divine health and healing. We'll have trouble receiving divine protection. We will live doubting of the very inheritance He's already freely gave us. We'll get on our airplane and say, I hope we make it. They say they're not filling the planes up anymore with gas to save money. I hope we got enough gas to to make it. (laughs) Everything's falling apart. What are we going to do? Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit back, lay my seat back and go to sleep and say, thank you for your divine protection in Psalms 90. Why? I'm a free man. I go to bed at night. He sustains me. I'm a free man. You're a free woman. Well, what's going to happen? Nothing. He will perfect and he will give all these good things. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. You're free. But you've got to understand that you are free to receive. All that Christ provided to the cross for you. And that's peace. That's joy. That's laughter. Right now, when nothing seems to be working for you. (laughs) You are not born in bondage. You are born in total freedom. Not to return to bondage anymore. I can't help myself. Oh, yes, you can. How can you tell me that? As Isaac was, so are we. As Isaac, as Jesus is, so are we. Jesus Christ, the Isaac of the Father, is in you. How can you say that? We read just a while ago in Galatians chapter 4 that God preached the gospel to Abraham. God didn't teach it. Can you imagine God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, sit down. Because you were willing to give your son... I am going to give my son and he will come forth from your seed and he will be my son and he sh- I shall give him and he will be the lamb provided in the thicket for the sins of all mankind and he will not only die for the sins of your for my people he will die for the Gentiles and those alike and it says that God preached Matthew, Mark, Luke and John to Abraham and Abraham believed and because he believed the gospel lived from the beginning to the manifestation of Jesus Christ. So that all things were complete in Christ and you are now complete in Christ Jesus. Come on, stand up and praise the Lord, somebody. You are complete.
Christ Jesus.